0: I'm Heidi Harris. Welcome to the Heidi Harris Show Podcast. I do this three times a week Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. You can subscribe at iTunes for free. And you can also check them out at HeidiHarris.com. The podcast, of course, is called the Heidi Harris Show Podcast. You can also catch my live show weekdays, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. at 6.70 AM KMZQ in Las Vegas. Interesting story occurred in Las Vegas yesterday, which I think is worth mentioning because it's a cautionary tale and should be an example to more women. A local woman killed her husband, ex-husband. We're not really sure if they were still married. And apparently she had a restraining order and we're not really sure whether or not that was still in effect. Some of the details have not been established yet completely. And by the way, just a brief mention about how the news media is so quick to jump on information and not have all the facts. Yesterday they were reporting that there was a shooting outside a marijuana dispensary. Turned out that wasn't the case at all. It was near there but not by there or right behind there, and you know, really. They just jump on whatever. They don't have a lot of information, and they put it out there. Now, I retweeted it about the marijuana dispensary because I wasn't surprised it happened there, but it turned out it wasn't true, and I'm not the one who's lying. The press is reporting that. Several outlets are reporting that there was a shooting at a marijuana dispensary. So, you know, everybody needs to take a deep breath, including me. I'm just going to stop tweeting this kind of stuff until I know for sure what's going on because it's just too ridiculous how the press will jump on anything and then later on, oh, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. Anyway, so this domestic violence shooting yesterday, once again, we don't have all the facts yet, but apparently the husband showed up at the woman's house and according to police, they'd been there before. He called her out to the shed. He threatened her with a gun and she shot him and killed him. Well, good for her. I mean, if you've got a restraining order against somebody, if they're a threat to you, you ought to. Now, I hope that I never have to take a human life in my entire life life. And I, most people do, I'm sure hope they never have to use a gun against another human being. But instead of teaching women to cower behind the couch and call 911 and hope he doesn't bust the door down and all these kinds of things. And the reason I mentioned that particular example is that the anti-gun folks, the gun grabbers a couple of years ago actually produced a television ad to that effect they portrayed a woman cowering behind the couch with her children while a man was trying to break in and she's trying to call the police and you know hello meanwhile it's going to take the cops minutes to get there and he's going to be in the door in seconds and interestingly that ad did not go over well a lot of people just rejected it person like me would say kids get behind me mama's got you covered And pull out a gun. And once again, I'm not being flip about this. It's a serious thing to ever point a weapon at another human being. And you hope you never have to. But in the case of this woman, sounds like it was a tough situation. And she protected herself and the domestic violence folks would have women cowering behind couches and calling 911 and doing other things why don't these women get armed i'm telling you something anytime somebody gets a restraining order against a man there ought to be somebody standing there who will offer them a free firearms course and maybe even you know rent them a gun for free for a while cuz i know guns aren't cheap even a small one's going to be expensive there should be some kind of organization that actually provides weapons and training for women in this situation. Now, I understand pretty much anybody can go down there and get a protective order, restraining order. It's not as difficult as it should be. You should be able to prove that you actually feel threatened. But if you actually are threatened by somebody, there ought to be some kind of training women are given. And if guys are told that in court, hey, here's the deal. I just issued her a restraining order. Watch this. I'm going to send her off to gun lessons. She's going to learn how to shoot a gun, and somebody's even going to loan her a gun on a temporary basis. So you know what, buddy? Stay away from her. Now, wouldn't that be nice? And by the way, women have restraining orders issued against them too. But isn't that more empowering? It would be nice if a guy, we'll just use men because it's usually men, it seems. It would be nice if guys would just leave women alone. It would be nice if they never raised a hand to a woman, ever tried to choke a woman, or ever did anything else that required the judge to issue a restraining order. Of course it would be nice if boys were raised differently, if they were raised to respect women if they had better examples in the home or whatever it is that causes them to do this, it would be nice. But here we are in a situation where a woman is being threatened and she used a gun against him and kill him. Okay. Sorry, buddy. You should have left your wife alone. And by the way, when he called her outside to the shed, threatened her with a gun, what was he planning to have tea? Or was he planning to do something terrible to her and ultimately kill her or kill himself? Who knows? And we've had a couple of domestic violence killings in Vegas just in the last week. One woman was thrown down a flight of stairs. And I'm guessing because it was one of those rent-by-the-week places, it was probably a cement flight of stairs. She was killed by her boyfriend. And there was another situation where a woman was killed and her kids were home. And then the guy went and killed himself in another state. So these things generally take a long time to percolate. And when they do... This is the time when women need to get smart about it and protect themselves. There was a story a couple of years ago in Las Vegas. I'm doing this from memory, so don't have the name in front of me. There was a young woman who dated a guy a couple of times, not even a serious relationship. And then she realized he was weird, got away from him. And then he harassed her, harassed her, harassed her, wouldn't stop to the point where she actually lost her job because he wouldn't stop harassing her at work and showing up there and all this. Anyway kept calling, kept texting, kept giving her a hard time to the point where this young lady finally had to sleep with a gun next to her head at night because she was so terrified of this guy. So I'll try to explain this in a podcast, but it's difficult visually. So she lived in one of those condos where you come in on the ground floor and then you immediately kind of look up and there's a balcony above you. I don't know if you've ever seen one of those kind of things. So this guy came in one night and starts busting down the door. So she leaned over the balcony from her bedroom, leaned over the balcony and fired down into the door. Didn't kill the guy, but scared him away. But the point is, what would have happened? He's busting her door down at 1.30 in the morning. What did he want to do, chat about their relationship? How scary is it that this woman had to live in fear? And you hear these stories all the time where women have to change their names and quit their jobs and do all kinds of crazy things because some whack job can't let it go. And when it comes to not letting it go, I don't understand why it is that some people get obsessed with others. Why would you ever want someone who didn't want you? That's the thing I don't understand. If somebody said, eh, I'm moving on, it's not working out, okay, (laughs) But to try to force somebody to be with you, you want to talk to them. We've had a lot of these domestic violence situations like that. In Vegas, there was a young woman killed right near her car a year or so ago because a guy who was obsessed with her literally walked up to her outside of her car and just killed her because I guess she wasn't going to you know date him anymore. I mean, it's crazy. At what point in your life... And what point in your development do you lose the ability to understand when somebody just chooses to go a different direction? I don't understand that, I'm not a psychologist. Where does that come from? This obsession, this wanting to intimidate somebody, harass somebody, text them 50 times and hope they call you back, what is that about? Get on with your life. But you hear about these things all the time. And unfortunately, a lot of these women live in fear more than they should if they had a weapon I'm not saying that would guarantee everything all the time. Yes, you can be overpowered by somebody who's, uh, you know, bigger than you, depending on the situation. But if you at least have a weapon, at least in these couple of cases that we've heard about, a woman was able to defend herself. If that young lady whose ex-boyfriend tried to bust down the door at 1 o'clock in the morning had not had a gun, who knows what would have happened. We know what would have happened. He was intent on doing something terrible to her, and the same with this woman here in Las Vegas yesterday. So I would like to see more emphasis put on empowering women in the correct way. But the way it is now, and a lot of times you go to these domestic violence shelters and they'll tell you, oh, it's not your fault. It's all his fault. Well, it may be his fault, but you probably picked him and you probably stayed with him longer than you should have. Now, that doesn't excuse his behavior. That doesn't mean he's entitled to harass you. But there are a lot of women who will see red flags and not pay attention to them. And then they'll get their lives so entwined with somebody else's life that it's much more difficult to extricate themselves from the situation. So when the domestic violence plays, oh, it's not your fault. It's never your fault. Well, yeah, sometimes it's your bad judgment. You dated this guy and he was a weirdo and nobody can control you unless you allow it. I love when people say, oh, he's controlling. No, he's not. He's not controlling. <laughs> I had a friend recently who was telling me about a situation and she wasn't gossiping, but she was asking my advice about a young lady that she thought maybe would be helped if she went to church. And she said, well, she doesn't want to move in with her sister because her sister's controlling. And I said, well, how is her sister controlling? She said, well, her sister was giving her some advice about, uh, you know, getting some money, uh, you know, from mutual funds or something from her ex-husband so that she could get out on her own. I said, how is that controlling? That's just giving somebody advice. See, that's the thing, a lot of people don't want advice. They just consider anything that you say controlling. And there are a lot of men who will try to control you and you go, yeah, really? (laughs) I've had people try that with me and I go, yeah, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Go ahead, move on, somebody else. So you have to pay attention from the time you start dating somebody to controlling behavior. They start trying to separate you from your friends. They try to separate you from your family. They ask where you are all the time. They want to know where you are all the time. They'll call you to make sure you're leaving work at a certain time. It's all a little, tiny, incremental attempt to run your life, and it starts out small. But the next thing you know, you're entwined with somebody who's a maniac. So what we ought to do is teach young ladies at school, you know, high school, what controlling behavior looks like and warn them about that. Parents ought to do that. But unfortunately, a lot of times, these young ladies who get themselves in this situation, and once again, I know men can be harassed by women, and I'm just sticking with the men as the harassers for this podcast. But unfortunately, a lot of young ladies who find themselves in that situation have grown up in that. Their mothers have put up with this for years, so they don't expect anything else from men. So it would be nice if in high schools... Before they teach kids about the environment, not that that's not important, because all of it's important. But they ought to teach the kids about healthy relationships. Now, I know people like Planned Parenthood and the ACL. You would want to get in there and teach about, you know, LGBTQ relationships and all that kind of stuff. Healthy relationships aren't about your sexuality. In other words, it's not about whether you're gay or straight. There's a way to approach a relationship that's healthy. I have a friend who was a fire investigator, and he said that lesbians were famous for setting each other's stuff on fire. (laughs) Okay, who knew, right? But they don't have any bigger problems than straight people when it comes to that in relationships. People just do crazy things. But apparently when they get mad at each other, that's something a lot of them do. Who knew? But Teaching people about healthy relationships, how to approach it, how to let go, how to give it up. There was a young lady in a school a couple of months ago who was killed in a school who was a beautiful young girl. She was just one of a couple of kids killed. And she was killed because the guy in the classroom wanted to go out with her and she wouldn't, she wouldn't, she wouldn't. And he kept harassing her and harassing her and harassing her. And finally she told him off and said no. And she seemed like a really sweet girl. She wasn't mean about it from what I understand. She just told him off, told him, no, stop bugging me. And then he goes and kills her and kills some other people because he can't handle rejection. Once again, why would you want to be with someone who didn't want you? I will never understand that. Whether it's an ex-husband, ex-boyfriend, ex-boss. I mean, my gosh, who hasn't been fired? I have been. I have never fought a termination in my life. And you know why? And I've had a couple on radio, and that's the story. You can check it out in my book, Don't Pat Me on the Head is the title of it. I don't want to be somewhere where they don't want me. I wouldn't fight. I might fight for some money, and I haven't done that either. But you know what? You just move on with your life. You don't want to be in a building where they don't want you. You don't want to be in a relationship where they don't want you. Just move on. And what's fun about being with somebody who's only there with you because you're holding a gun to their head? I saw a story the other day where a young lady was beaten up for a couple of days by a guy, and I'm not even sure he was a a real close boyfriend, but I guess he was beating her and hit her so hard in the head that she stayed in bed for a couple of days with a head injury, beat her, intimidated her, harassed her. So finally she talked him into letting them go to the vet with her dog. So when they got to the veterinary clinic, she wrote a note while she was checking the dog in and said, please call the police. I'm serious. He's got a gun. The guy literally was holding a gun to this young lady's body the entire way to the veterinary clinic, threatening her. So when she got to the veterinary clinic, she wrote a note really quickly, handed it to the vet tech. They went into the room. And before you knew it, this guy was arrested. The police showed up. Thank God. But he's probably going to get out at some point. And then what? He's going to do the same thing to somebody else because there's something wrong with him. He can't accept the fact that a girl doesn't want to be with him. I mean, it's so sick, I can't even wrap my mind around it. But the bottom line is this. You can't be a psychologist to everybody. If you've got an ex-boyfriend, ex-girlfriend, uh, you know, ex-employee, whatever, somebody who can't accept the fact that you've dumped them for whatever reason, then if you can't reason with them, at least arm yourself. That's the point. I'm Heidi Harris. Join me for my live radio broadcast every weekday, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. at 670 a.m. KMZQ. And you can follow me, Twitter, Heidi Harris Show, Facebook, Heidi Harris Show, HeidiHarris.com is the website. And don't forget to pick up a copy of my brand new book. It's called Don't Pat Me on the Head, Blowbacks, Setbacks, and Comebacks in Vegas Radio. I've had all of them, and you can read about them in my book, and it's getting rave reviews on Amazon, so check it out. Don't Pat Me on the Head's the title. Pick it up at Amazon. Until we meet again, remember, you were created for a purpose. Here's Tony Scottwell.